Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page, and feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 41, The Dark Mechanicum. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey there, I'm Mark. This is Jordan. And joining us today is Colin. Hello everyone. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. I'm back. Good, yes. Back. The last episode you were on was... I don't know, what was it? I don't even know, man. It was a while. It was when we were talking about um, the uh, favorite Xenos hunters. In the ah, oh yes, the Death Watch episode. Yes, yes, I recall ah, now. That was, and, that was a while ago. Yeah, then handful of episodes. And now I'm. It's almost like he's not even a friend. <laughs> oh, like he can't even make time for us. Is oh, that gosh. the problem? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I had to make time for this episode though, because it's a, it's a topic very close to my dark, dark heart. <laughs> now you did read it as Dark Mechanicus episode and not just a Mechanicus episode, right? Yes. Okay, so you did catch that first. <laughs> I, I did. Because there is a big difference between the there two. There is. Um, some might say one of the largest differences uh, inside the Imperium. So, <laughs> is that, you, Actually, all you did is you just ignored the word dark and you were like, oh, it's just talking about all the guys who wear dark colors and yeah. dark robes. That's right. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, so I could so, talk about Stygies, exactly. you know, it's all the great Forge worlds, but, mm. uh, but no. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, today we are talking about the Dark Mechanicum, which um, services the not-Imperium humans. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Right? The heretics. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, okay. I feel like you don't know what you're talking about the way you were saying I never that. do, but... I, I just I lost my place on the like page. This is a forty k podcast about the war. Ha- like so that's how you were talking. When the Voyager goes into deep space, no, no, that's that's they Star find Trek. a Stargate oh, and then they Leviosa oh. their way through it. Oh my yeah. <laughs> now is that before or after Skynet awakens? Yeah. And then the it's it's before Skynet <laughs> awakens, but during uh, the attack of the clones. Now I really don't think you guys know what you're talking about. Is that before the Looper shows up? Yeah. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> Interestingly enough, about time travel yeah. is that it creates infinite dimensions, and Superman is in all of them. <laughs> But so. that's also where you get the cyborg Superman, right. who's also in Ex Machina. Naturally, naturally. Which Machina is like Mechanicus, which brings us full circle. Back to 40K, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. We're uh, glad you're here. You lost me. Nice. <laughs> uh, I only yes. know about two topics in this world, and that's 40K and women. I know a lot about 40K, and I just know women don't you, like You ever me. seen that meme where it's like the facts I know about let's say like 40k and it's this massively thick book Mm -hmm. and then it's like the next picture is uh things i know about things that are irrelevant in real life and it looks like a book bigger than like slightly bigger than your thumb (laughs) that's how i feel sometimes Mm. (laughs) like i should Mm. know more about real life you don't need to it's fine but i don't (laughs) so yeah, well, the modern economy is all about specialization. So. Exactly. I'm a specialist. It's all about knowing a lot 40K. about a very niche topic. <laughs> As a uh, 
Ma- Jack of all trades, master, master of, none. of none. But yeah. do you know that's actually not the full saying? Well, I know that's a revised, or it's like a parody version yeah. of the original and saying. For the life of me, I can't remember it. It's Jack of all trades, master of one. No, it's... Ugh, shit. There's like a second line to it, is what oh, there really? is. Yeah, and it's like, but better to know like all than just one or something i thought it was jack of all trades master of one there it's a there's a real thing Ugh, fuck it i can't remember <laughs> okay. i wish i did see and this is one of those things that i wish i knew instead of the difference between like the dark mechanicum and the mechanicum life without knowing no say no and be fine i i would i would have more places to say that saying in real life than i would to someone on the street talking to them about the difference between the dark mechanic well if you walk up and, and you start raging be like the dark ad- mechanic ad- mech. you know it's, it's <laughs> yeah. you well, if you come I up to my me on the street i have my robot is that oh, okay and my axe my, well, all you need is just axe. cardboard shoulder pads and you'll be added <laughs> into it so I, I have a question just as we get started sure. um is technology evil no of course not <laughs> are the no. people behind technology evil yeah depends this is the question i think we will be exploring today <laughs> it's intent it yes it all it, comes down to intent is this uh guns don't kill people well, well they if don't. they're if they're fueled by a demon they can <laughs> oh, and and absolutely must and do yes so. repeatedly so yeah with prejudice yeah with much much prejudice <laughs> anyways um Let's uh, get really quickly through some stuff before we get into it. The um, main one being I would like to ask everyone a, a little bit of a would you rather. Mm, a little would you rather game. A little would, 40K style. Uh, you want a little would you rather, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> huh? well, a little more Christmas pud. <laughs> anyway, a little more would you rather? <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> okay, so I, I'll ask everyone uh, would you rather. And it will be keeping of the theme. Now, I only have two questions for this. Mm-hmm. So if someone thinks of one, you're please more than welcome to mm-hmm. share it with the group. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my first question to you is would you rather um, exchange your brain for like a mechanical bio biomechanical brain and like you have unlimited capacity to like process and memorize things and then you keep your flesh body though with all its limitations or would you give up your flesh body get a mechanical one but retain a brain that will ultimately fail over time the flesh is weak so I would uh, drop this horrible mortal coil that I have. Uh, <laughs> listeners may not know, I, I, uh, I've been a very sick person for most of my life. So Mentally, oh. physically, <laughs> psychologically. psychologically. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it does make sense. And it's actually the appeal to the Mechanicus and the Dark uh, Mechanicus as well is this idea of you're going to be able to transcend your body, move beyond. The thing is body horror is also a freaky <laughs> deaky thing when you're looking at Mechanicus. So you can get too far you know absolutely you could but you would you would give up your body and keep your brain i'd keep the brain okay marcus yeah same thing like i'm already super smart i don't need all this processing power like i'm <laughs> we, already we all started I'm laughing at the table pretty huh? fucking good if you know what i mean you give up you give up the body yeah plus it'd be easier for me to reach my 400 pound weight it would you'd, if i had reach it in one leg yeah if yeah. i attained titanium body so well there's your new year's goal right there boom done titanium body yeah perfect Jordan. <laughs> Titanium penis. That's all Jordan needs. <laughs> that's the only uh, body part he's swapping out. Uh, oh, that just says a lot about his current situation. No. Just a little guy. Doesn't Excuse do a whole me. lot. <laughs> it's me. eager. I'll give him that, but... You are very familiar with Jordan's <laughs> oh, yeah. reproductive organs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, he told me things in confidence. <laughs> oh, that's well, yeah. Let's share all those things yeah. right now. No, Jordan, what, what do you swap out? Uh, so what was the other alternative with the brain? So you swap out your brain. Yeah. Or you swap out your body. So w- like if you swapped out your body, you would keep your like original brain yeah, yeah. and you'd be hooked into your body. And control, yeah, but I, your, bo- your brain will still fail at some point. Right. Because brains yeah, fail. I guess. So. Or you keep you keep your body and you have a brain with like unlimited capacity. That that fails. would be that would be a pretty sweet brain, but like don't you lose like yourself, kind of your soul so to speak? If you were Like are you a to, different person? No, now? you're the same person. Okay. You just I don't know. I, I might, mean technically you're a different person because I you might have the ability take, to grow beyond what a regular human can yeah, do. Like if it's still me, I would probably take the upgraded brain. Like you I mean just you you could understand such incredibly complex systems you could like take over the world for sure you would be and yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't live as long as someone who changed their body yeah yeah right right. but in like your lifespan you'd probably accomplish in my opinion i think i could accomplish more with an upgraded brain yeah you'd be so i could yeah with an upgraded body so i'm i'm a brain guy too i'd rather swap out my brain yeah totally you also have to think about the shell that your brain is going into though because a difference between mechanicus and the and their dark um uh, version would be your your brain may be removed from your body but it's not exactly promised to be going into a human shaped shell because there's there's actually no saying that it wouldn't sure. wind up into a um you know a quadruped a tank it could. No, no. or roomba because it's a, a roomba. We're not in 40k in this situation we're in our current time so fair our most advanced robots you, are the roomba you get a car you're in a self-driving car yeah. That's I, I would just picture mark's roomba just keeps bumping up against the couch trying to kill itself it falls down some <laughs> stairs we're like why does this keep doing it's this the, the robot on rick and morty when he's like what's my purpose he's like pass me the butter Oh my God! <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so uh, there was that question. Um, and does anyone have? Does anyone have another? Would you rather? Or else, uh, literally, I'm at the last of my brain. Give us your last this one. is why I need an upgraded brain. <laughs> yeah. uh, so my last question, yeah, is: Would you rather join the Adeptus Mechanicus uh-huh. and follow the Cult Mechanicus? Yeah. Or would you rather join the new Mechanicum? I think we should answer this question at the end of the episode. Fair enough. After we discuss yeah. all the good things of the Dark Mechanicum, I'm, I'm okay I with that. I see where you're leaning now, but interesting. Okay. No, I'm just trying to stay positive. Just like how in our last Tao episode, I didn't go off on the Pactroons as I should have, <laughs> as my heart was telling me to do. <laughs> Jeez. You know. Brandon always tells me you follow your heart uh-huh. unless your heart is wrong. Uh-huh. So I'm following my heart and then we're seeing where it goes. So, uh huh. Wise man, that Brandon. Is so full of wisdom. 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 That's the core of wisdom. <laughs> he, uh, should, he should write a book of Proverbs. I literally, have, you know that I have that. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we should get the, the listeners to do that. Send us your best 40K Proverbs. Ooh, I wouldn't mind that. They can be great advice. Yes. Or. I don't know. What was the or? Oh, well, I, I, was gonna, be, I was trying to track with you, but I wasn't. Well, a good so. one could always be, you know, a fixed bayonets. <laughs> <laughs> Another good, good one would be stop digging up tomb worlds. <laughs> right. Uh, that That's a pretty good one, actually, uh, I think. I, just for, out of respect for our Xenos neighbors. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think that would be good. Get off my roof. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, without further ado, I, I do... The dude? And see you later. Apu. <laughs>
I thought, hey, well, you can't say that. No, it was. It was meant to do that. Yeah, moving on. Let's talk about the Dark Mechanicum. Let's dive right in, and we're gonna start that off with way back when, when there was no such thing as the Adeptus Mechanicus, and there was no such thing as the Dark Mechanicum. There only was the Mechanicus oh. and the Void Dragon oh. eh. and Mars. You had me, you lost me, you had me again. <laughs> I got you again? <laughs> you had me oh, again. Oh, you always want a little, bit, a little bit more Mars, don't you? <laughs> um, but the Mechanicus, now we, we do have a full episode. Yeah, go check out episode 23. Yeah. Uh, we, we cover it pretty extensively yeah. the, the broad even, themes of it we even talk a little bit about the schism and, and the break mm-hmm. between um the mechanicum and yeah the dark mechanicum yeah. but as like a tldr if for some reason you're listening to it right now this episode and you don't want to go back i just got a little blurb uh mars was the first planet that humanity colonized uh, they developed vast technological knowledge separate from terra they would spread their own ideals knowledge and cult to the galaxy until brought back into the Imperium by the Emperor as a supplier of anything tech-related that's war and civilian. Yeah, and that was the during the Great Crusade. Yeah, that's when he brought them back. and uh, But they existed separately for a long time. Yeah, for thousands of years, potentially. Yeah. So. And, and that's the, uh, a very simple background, and let's get right into what we call the Seeds of Heresy. So, the Mechanicum at the time had its own set of beliefs its own culture and it was um pretty much in line with what the emperor thought in a lot of ways because the emperor kind of semi-founded it way back in the day but uh if you believe that kind of propaganda yes eh, okay (laughs) okay yeah i believe let's account in the words it writes and uh the words that games workshop writes i don't oh wow it's all a falsehood wow wow pop true yeah wow okay the the best is when they try and tell you that um they try and tell you what you should and shouldn't take in your army and then you create a vehicle that doesn't exist and you want to say like oh no it's okay i'll just make up the rules and the point values for what i want yeah that sounds very pointed across the table. It's not. I'm pointedly not looking at Mark oh, okay. right now. Well, huh. it could be worse. You could have an army that makes all of the transports in the entire uh, <laughs> Imperium, and then they can't field any of them. So makes sense. we got to drill, though. Makes drill, sense. baby, drill. <laughs> uh, yeah. So during the Great Crusade, you know, eventually Horus gets corrupted by Chaos, one of the Emperor's sons, one of his Primarchs. Uh, so sad. But what ends up happening Boy is. Blue. <laughs> Uh, Horus realizes he needs to take over some of the Mechanicum in order to actually be successful in his war against the Emperor. Because as we know about the Mechanicum, they like make everything from a toaster to a last cannon. And by God, you got to have some toast in the morning if you're going to make a... Yeah, if you want to get a successful rebellion, you better have had a good breakfast. Yeah. So Horus, uh, when he was planning his rebellion, he knew that he needed that. So he actually approached uh, the Mechanicum. And, you know, offered them little Timbits, like... Well, I, for a second I thought you said Timbits. Oh, I did. Okay, but you meant to say Tidbits. No, no. Canadian-style donut Timbits. Yeah, it's a it's a donut hole. Yes. Yeah, in case any of you don't know what a Timbit <laughs> I is. I said what I said. No, I but I think that's hilarious. that comes out of my mouth. It's intentional. Just, literally, just, join the dark side and we have cookies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just remember, boys, I chose for a better body, not brain, because it's already <laughs> fucking top-notch. Well, your stomach's kind of... <laughs> That's why I need the better body. <laughs> so Horace offered them some Timbits. Some Timbits, yeah. Timbits. <laughs> and what were those Timbits? I like it. I'm going with it. What like were those it. Timbits? 
So as we know with the Mechanicum, they're like super religious and um, like everything's like steeped in like uh, mysteries. Religious to machines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like steeped in like thousands of years of like if you want to turn a light switch on, you actually have to like anoint it with the sacred oils. And first you got to light a candle and you have to do all these. (laughs) I mean, that might be a little meme, but the reality is like it's it's pretty. It could be real. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, (laughs) right. Whenever they like apply the sacred oils, I literally take it as like an oil change. Like, okay, before Correct. you turn on your car, you know, you need to do oil changes. They just take it to like a religious level. Yeah. Um, and they have a bunch of like things what they can do, they can't do, and they're also always questing for knowledge um, and trying to find new technology because they end up worshiping the technology. So one of the big things that Horus uh, promised was the access to the STCs of the Arturian technocracy now you covered them in a uh, earlier episode on the podcast they were another splinter group of humanity that had kind of gone off and developed on their own did um, we really i think you did oh yeah that's canon colin wouldn't lie no he wouldn't that he would a never. trustworthy man of course he is so here's here's the oh. thing the the Baltimore vec are where a lot of this uh technology was stored by the emperor on mars and said my fellow Martians, you will not go into this vault. I will make sure that you have... I, I will be your messiah figure. I will do all these great things for you. <laughs> Just don't touch that. And as humanity has gone on to prove, if you say don't touch that We thing, want to touch it. You want to touch it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just... I, I don't even... If I know it's bad for me, I still want to put my finger in there. Yeah. It, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's bad for me. I want to do it. And so STCs are really hard to find. Just Yeah, they're like... Uh, they're a blueprint, essentially. They're books books sure yeah digital books not even i like to think that like when you open them the pages are actual digital things and like you turn like like a a hologram right and like you open it up or the hologram like 3d like creates itself see i I have a different idea of it Mm. i i like to picture them like this sci-fi future them being actual paper copy books. Oh, man. Because Absolutely. That would make them so, so easy to destroy. Well, that's the problem. That's yeah. why they're they're hardly around. And yeah. it's funny that you, you think kind of that Star Trek idea of, you know, you walk up to the machine, you're like, give me a bagel, and then it prints out the perfect bagel. But, sure. like, <laughs> having to read a book for human knowledge is something that that's how we've always carried knowledge from one generation to the next. And as Mark was saying, you other would, than verbally, uh, well, true, but I mean, songs, the things that have been, um, well, you know, those can change those adapt stories, adapt and what we talk about changes. But as Mark was saying, you walk up to a, a light switch or a, a machine and you're reciting these verbal doctrines because if you ask me, how does a light switch actually work? The act of flicking the switch and how that carries electricity through a system. I don't know. He knows. Oh, God, no, it's fucking magic, man. It's black magic. Yeah. Well, fair enough. But that's why he's a wizard. <laughs> that is why. I'm electro wizard. Electro, electro wizard. Electro priest. Yeah. We are going to do a photo shoot of you as an electro priest with the bare shirt holding the rod. <laughs> Sharp, like the Tesla coils Tesla on his head. Sharpie electu tattoos yes. all over his body. Perfect. Tell us, listeners, if this is what you want. Anything that gets Mark to take his shirt off, I think people will enjoy. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting hypothesis. So, Horace basically approached the Mechanicum. You can have all these, like, ancient wonders all these these secrets so this was one promise he made them uh the other promise was yeah uh 
he not only promised STCs, but also promised them that they're allowed to open the vaults on Mars. Yep. So, not, not only promised them that they're allowed to open it, but that he would get them the means to open it. Yeah. Because they it did not, sealed. they were unable yeah. to open it. And when the Emperor first showed up on Mars, he's like, look, like, join me, but never open these things. And to them, it wasn't a big deal because, like, we can't open it anyway. So, yeah. so that, that intrigued them. That played yeah. a big part. Uh, another thing that Horace did was he, spent it, he sent his spies and emissaries and fed the Mechanicum with these reports. Uh, one of them was that the Emperor was going to steal the secrets of the Mechanicum and technologies from them. And so then it would kind of make it so they weren't, they didn't, he didn't need them anymore, right? Yeah. Like, knowledge is power, and if he takes your knowledge, he takes your power. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that the Horus' spies fed into the Mechanicum was that the Emperor was eventually going to enslave all the tech priests yeah and so whereas before you were a working member now you're just going to be a mindless drone working on the factory line yeah or that you would actually have no operations of your own that you would be chained to a table and just someone would come and say make this thing sure and then you're effectively geppetto you like <laughs> shambling to put together machines and stuff like that and strapped to a table <laughs> nice yeah. and so using those little timbits timbits uh, yeah Horace convinced many. Oh, Horace. Oh, sorry, another thing that he did. Sorry, I forgot there was three things. And this plays into a big divisive thing within the, the Mechanicum. Is yeah. Horace convinced many of the priests that the emperor had lied to them when he claimed to be the Omnissiah, and there was already a portion of the priests on the Mechanicum who already didn't really like the emperor's admittance that he was the omnisciah yeah. and so they were all this this just gave them all the fuel they needed to yeah. be like no like he's not the omnisciah well, don't go for there it are, there are also some who so the majority we could probably say did believe that the emperor was the uh, the omnisciah those that didn't or those that didn't were like well you know he's kind of capitalizing on this or i don't think he is the true god machine he's not the the true base of knowledge but there were also some who uh, saw that and were angry about it. They're like, he is not the Omnissiah. And there were some that were like, I really, I don't believe he is and I don't care. Hmm. Like a character, Coriel Zeth. But the problem there is that when the Dark Mechanicum starts to roll around, it allows the uh, component that were angry at the Emperor to immediately isolate and turn on those who were, we will just say effectively non-religious. So it's both people who are non-religious and hyper-devoted that are being set upon by the Dark Mechanicum. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good time. That's a good recipe. Oh, it's a great time. Three easy steps to turn... A people against each other. turn people against each other. Horace's Guide to Rebellion. <laughs> an, an idiot's guide idiot's to rebellion. An idiot's guide to rebellion. Yeah. Chicken soup for the uh, heretic soul. For the heretic soul, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then directly coming out of this whole thing as Horace is building this up, we come to the schism of Mars. Yeah, so he was, Horace was actually able to convince half of the Mechanicum to join him in his rebellion. Mm -hmm. And uh, th there were many conflicts around the galaxy, but the main one happened, and like the first shots of Mechanicum firing on Mechanicum happened on Mars. <laughs> That's what? <laughs> is that what they would sound actually, like? No, it was, was not laser sounding. Yeah, exactly. Actually, uh, it, it's actually more like stone burners, like huge nuclear devices, turning volcanoes on. Yeah, magma like flow was going on the planet. Like, ah, ah. Screams <laughs> everywhere. Just entire yeah. populations of hive cities wiped out. There yeah. is a... So what we're talking yeah. about is a schism of Mars. <laughs> In yes. case you could piece that together by right. columns. <laughs> War cries. War cries. 
So the schism of Mars, um, the fabricated general, who is like the leader of the Mechanicum at the time, Calbor Hal, had been persuaded by Horace, to, uh, persuaded by Horace's cause, and was willing to rebel against the Mechanicum. Yeah, and Horace's like main contact in this thing was Adeptus Regulus, just uh, like not like a super low guy, but also not like a top guy, kind of somewhere more towards the top. But anyways, he was just someone who had horses here. He like had his own forge, and he left to go join Horace, and he's the one who brought a, a lot of stuff back to the Mechanicum on his behalf. So once the Mechanicum agrees that, okay, Horace, like, or half of them are like, we're going to join you, um, Horace gives Regulus the way to open the vaults. The vaults of... Moravec. Yeah. The that, ones that were previously forbidden yeah, to yeah. enter. And that yeah. gets passed off to Kelbor Hal. Yeah. And they go down to the vaults and they they speak the kind of demonic words uh, that are able to open up. And the transformation of Kelbor Hall when these things open is one of my favorite parts of 40k. It tell is. Yeah, tell us so about it. It's kind of uh, the equivalent of... just like dye his hair black. He's like, I'm the <laughs> He put on a black trench coat. <laughs> I'm deleting all my friends' phone numbers. <laughs> you can find goth. me on my new MySpace. It's called 2 goth for you 41 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> RarXD. He's emo um, now. So what happens is when they open up the, the vault and it's this idea that you can detect that something is wrong in your uh, synthetic systems. It's the idea that, imagine uh, the body horror of you look at your hand and then all of a sudden you can just see your fingernail starting to peel back, but it's not actually happening, it's all in your head. And that's the first step is that there's this corruption of code that starts to wash through. Imagine everything in the room, all of the reds start to become more pronounced and all the other colors go away. And it's the idea that your your brain is effectively being hijacked. And the only equivalence I can come up with is... Good luck hijacking my brain. That thing is locked up <laughs> tight. It's, it's people who've had a really bad uh, <laughs> drug trip. It's like if you've just been smashed with a whole bunch of drugs and it's just making you go crazy. At the same fact, though, it's changing his body. And so you've got that dark smoke coming off. You've got uh, different systems that are articulated in his body changing. So all this does happen when they open the door, but yeah. why does it happen? So the the idea is that it's actually uh, something that the Emperor had locked away. Uh, what it is exactly is kind of a combination between dark words, it's science, it's fantasy, it's scrap code. It was originally, though, an AI system. Y- yes, whether it's a fully autonomous because it doesn't speak to the to the reader well not anymore but because this is the the way i I had read it that it was described was that this is an ai system that was locked away Mm -hmm. and then over the course of thousands of years has been corrupted by chaos Mm -hmm. so maybe in the beginning it it might have been yes and and scrap code is a living thing yeah it's also really hard to define what it is it's more it's like a virus if anything it's it's a moving changing like living virus. living virus with an actual will yes and its will is to just spread itself and change everything yeah. so but that is what they found when they opened these doors yeah. so something that the emperor was right to say do not go into ta-da you've yeah. you played yourself yeah you know <laughs> now the people who were in line with horus this is a great thing for them. It can infect their systems. It can change them into uh, more chaotic leaning. For everybody else, though, it's like, pull the cords, unplug everything, yeah. shut down the system. Don't let it enter. Yeah. And and this whole thing is actually called the death of innocence. Uh, when the scrap code actually starts to infect the entire planet, 
of Mars. It's, this is what they call the yeah. death of innocence. So yeah. Everything is being and, infected. And the one like crazy thing, too, is Colin kind of played it up. Like Everyone's pulling the plugs and stuff because literally anything it touched was fucked. Like, it was that powerful. There's no way to defend it except for cutting yourself off completely. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of this comes from, like, the Dark Mechanicum book in the Horus Heresy series. One of the few books I actually read. And, and liked. I, I liked it, sure. Yeah, it was good. But, uh... I, I'm oh, I'm sure grinding. I liked it. Like, sure, why not? Cyborg humans on the cover? Here's, I'm here. Here's the thing. It's not knights, right? It had so. knights, knights in it, it and that's why. Nah. No, it was good. It's like, oh, Space Prince fighting Space Prince. And then a knight book, like, uh different flavor from the horse Harris that came off. Yeah. It was nice. It was enjoyable. Yeah. It was a nice break from all the, oh, my brother shot me. <laughs> Which the first 10 books were like. They, I mean, <laughs> a, a, a major simplification. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over. I don't understand emotions. Let's get back to the battle on Mars. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so a pitch battle followed on the planet with millions dying and monstrous war machines brought to bear. Yeah. So Colin was talking before about how like volcanoes and everything were erupting. There was a time where um, 14 million people living on the planet died within minutes because of magma that was redirected and took over their entire city. Yeah. So 14 million within minutes. And that's not even talking about nuclear weapons that they use because they use nukes on their planet as well. Yeah. All bets are off. Yeah, Every weapon you have, you've got wild. giant, well you, you can also have ornanatus machines. Yeah. yeah. Under the planet. Shooting through continents to hit each other. Yeah. If you um, wanted to. Mark was even going to talk about a couple of like the bigger things that are more nor or more nor. More Holy crap! Normalized? No, they're more known ah. <laughs> for being participating. <laughs> Fuck words. <laughs> so what were they? Uh, Titan legions mm -hmm. and knights, and uh, yeah, that's a good time. Titans, titans, the yeah. legios. I forget how many Titan legions are on, Mar are on Mars, but like, if you even have one Titan on a planet, that's pretty fucking terrifying. But they yeah. had entire legions battling each other. Yeah. Multiple legions. Multiple like, legions. it's crazy. Like, one of the scenes in the book was so sweet. It was like the story of like uh, a warhound like running around, like trying to like outflank other Titans. Mm -hmm. And like, like, if you didn't know what a warhound and a Titan, like Imperial or Titan was, you'd think, oh, like this is just like giant robots. Not even, I wouldn't even think like giant robots. Like, I would think, like, size, Star no, Wars. I just would think like infantry. Like that's how they're describing it. Like just like, oh, this he's outflanking a building, like walking around stealthily behind a building. Like they, it's very, you don't understand the scale of it until you know the scale of it because everything's so big in 40K that, yeah, when you're stealthy behind a building, like that building itself is... Too gigantic yeah. it's too big it's two it's, kilometers tall right exactly like. everything is just too big so it, it was just an awesome it's scene. like trying like, to say godzilla hides behind a skyscraper you're like what does that mean exactly yeah now picture everything are these giant multi-story exactly. skyscrapers and then they're shooting rockets that can level continents and it's just like <laughs> holy fuck so, so a pretty big battle took place on yeah. mars some yeah. great uh some great um playing chicken moments with titans and knights running at each other's lines a uh, yeah and like there's like that ceasefire or it wasn't really a ceasefire. I got chills yeah, mark it's yeah. such a good part of the yeah. book they're trying to divert a um, uh, titan legion away and there's kind of this like no fire zone like if you cross it we will have to declare war and it's like this last minute like diversion and you're like oh wow crisis was averted. oh wow <laughs> and then you're just like no the real war is right around the corner yeah. and you also start to get the beginning of the dark uh, mechanicum's machines like the caban machine and yeah. these devices that can stealth. The Caban is pretty wild. Caban is nuts. Yeah. We'll get to it, though. <laughs> but in the end, the Dark Mechanicum was able to wipe out the Loyalists or at least drive them to hiding. Um, mm -hmm. 
and they, they took control for themselves. Yep, they secured Mars. So uh, now they had Mars, and then as soon as this happened, uh, Forge Worlds across the, the Empire, the Imperium, started fighting and trying to get control. So sometimes they won, sometimes they lost. Scrap code was released everywhere type thing. Um, but it this uh, the schism of Mars didn't happen just on Mars. It happened galaxy-wide. Mm-hmm. Like, Mars is just as much of an idea of, like, the Mechanicum as it is, like, um, the planet. Yeah. Like, half the Mechanicum fell if, to chaos. If you imagine Holy Terra get, falls under chaos influence, every other planet within its domain is, you're going to have people starting to fight who are not just loyalists and uh, chaos. You're going to have renegades. You're going to have opportunists. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to have... Entire Forge Worlds in this example were responsible for making Laz weaponry, and then they changed. Like, holy crap! No, we have to get that planet right, back. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it huge ripples throughout the, uh, yeah. the half of the Imperium, as the Horus Heresy is known for. Yeah, yeah. Some would say, <laughs> yeah. Some would say, small fry in the big scope of things. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, we all know how the Horus Heresy goes. So. You know, Horus is defeated. His they make friends. Are, There's a good peace, yeah. everlasting peace brought to the galaxy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Maybe no. 40, 40k is a game where uh, it's literally a tabletop game played in 40k, where people just pit their wits against each other, <laughs> and there's lots of smack talk. Nice, perfect. A lot of smack talk, but there's no bloodshed. Just imagine though, a 40k farm simulator. <laughs> we keep coming back to this one farm guy who's on every planet whenever something horrible happens behind him. I but need like, to name it. We need fan art. We need this guy to actually be put into could, canon. But like the farm simulator, you're, you're it's not like so Sim much City, as, right? But yeah, for but farm. you're not so much like actually farming. You're more just defending. You're your trying farm. to live. You're trying to survive because you're farming. Got to you're, this you're like a you're like a season in. The crops are starting to show, and you're really excited. And all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. the sky goes black, and a demon ascends, and you're like, run away. <laughs> I guess I'll plant next season. <laughs> Farm simulator. Yeah. That would be pretty funny. That's more 40k than the peace love. <laughs> Way um, more 40 Even a simple farmer. <laughs> has life to yeah. give. But so we know how that story goes. Horace, Horace is defeated. And uh, this is when we get into the great scouring. Which and, was an Imperium-wide effort. Yeah. Uh, after the Horus heresy, many planets, Mars and Forge Worlds included, were held in the grips of chaos and the Dark Mechanicum. A massive military effort was made to reclaim these worlds, and Mars and many other Forge worlds were liberated and placed back into the Imperium's control. So this is really... I would say... I feel like we're glossing over the fact that Mars is recaptured. I guess I I rambled it pretty quick. Well, it's just that we're not really going to talk about it, so... (laughs) Well, several uh, intellectuals from Mars escape. Um, You've got uh, Arkan Land um, goes on the run. Um, So all of these loyalist... Uh, Mechanicum figures, characters are all like, hey, can you maybe that you're done on Holy Terror? Can you maybe kind of come back to Mars and help us clean up a bit? Now that um, the um, the traitor legions had been defeated, Mars is right next door to Terra. It's on the yeah. doorstop. Yes. It, it's the closest it's, celestial it's strategically body. strategically even unnecessary. Moon. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, cool. Hope you like running, heretics, because we are, that is our next stop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they basically do that throughout the entire galaxy, just taking the next planet over, the next system over, the next system over to that one, and they eventually are able to drive back all the traitors into the Eye of Terror. But uh, Foolhardy plan. 
terrible. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. It could have been unintentional. Could they have actually driven them to a different planet? That would have been nice, uh, you know, I, just like send them to the far eastern fringe <laughs> away I, from I, I, like, I like to think it's more of a fighting retreat yes. from chaos. They're guided and they're their specifically way back. like setting up barriers to like, you know, go to yeah, uh, I, like the, when you read the Great Scouring on like Lexicanum, it talks about how the Emperor said drive them to the Eye of Terror. But even for a Chaos member, like that would have been your place to go hide. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So this is where the the Dark Mechanicum is fully like this is where it kind of really brands its name. Like I'm sure when the first shots were fired, they're not like you want to giving up a different flag, yeah, right? They're, like, exactly. They're not really branding themselves at that point. Like, but then they met a guy named Colin. And yeah. Colin branded them. Yeah. This is well, fantastic. Like, well, actually, it was the the uh, the fight of binary succession. The the fact is, the Dark Mechanicum did not rebrand. <laughs> they said we are the Mechanicum, and yeah. so the Mechanicum exactly. on Mars is like, but that's impossible. Yeah. You can't have two fabricator generals. There can only be one. Yeah. And so with the scouring that developed into, well, if you're reading all of the 40k books as from the perspective of the Imperium. If that's, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. where the Dark Mechanicum is effectively born. Yeah. Uh, where the Mechanicum shifts into becoming the Adeptus Mechanicus. Yeah. Now, what you call the Dark Mechanicum, some people call it the Dark Mechanicum, the New Mechanicum, the Original Mechanicum, or the Dark Mechanicus, if you look at the uh, keywords. Yeah. Um, uh, I personally like Mechanicum, that they would have been that arrogance that they're, no, we're going to come back, yeah. we're going to get Mars, it's our... It, we yeah. branded, we kept the name. Exactly. <laughs> Screw yeah. you guys, this is our RIP. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I definitely prefer Mechanicum, too. I even like the new Mechanicum better, because they, they would see themselves as being reborn out of the schism of Mars, and be like, we're the true like Mechanicum people, and you can change your name to the Adeptus Mechanicus if you want, but we are, like, we holding, we're holding back to what we originally were, <laughs> even though they aren't. The but. Mechanicus budged, actually. The Adeptus yeah. Mechanicus changed their name, so they're like, well, fine, we'll continue being Mechanicum. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. So um, that leads to what the this new dark mechanicum becomes. They're in the Eye of Terror, um, and they are going to serve many of the same functions as the Adeptus Mechanicus. Um, now that said, resources in the Eye of Terror are far fewer than few the, and far between across the entire galaxy. So these figures kind of become the the official mechanics, the idea, the uh, generators of weird esoteric technology. Innovators. The innovators, because you don't have a lot of resources to work with. So sometimes you got to cut corners by throwing a demon into the other half of the operating or system. Or two. Or, or three. Yeah. Or three. And which point the operating system overloads and you're like, what <laughs> right. have I done? Um, but you, you raise like a good point um, that they provide all these things. Like, they, they pretty much are still the Mechanicum. Like, they provide not only weapons of war, but they also will, like, provide farming equipment because heretics still need to eat. Like So the dark version of Gordon the Farmer in the Eye of Terror <laughs> yeah. still like needs Gordonian. Like Gordonian? It, uh, I think it's Gordonian? It's Gordon backwards. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it, it gets played up too much that the, the traitors, that they are only scavengers. But they have their own empire. Like, they have their own resources. They make their own stuff. Not to say that they aren't scavengers. Oh, yeah, but yes. People, not to say. But I do think that yes. you're you're 100% right. People just assume that they only take what they can get. Yeah, exactly. Whereas they do have, like, a working manufactorum. Yeah. And, yeah, and they, they're capable of building their own vehicles, their own fresh war gear. They're capable of making their own ammunition. They're yeah. not just looting. You, you can be a heretic and live a peaceful life. 
Sure, sure. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Why not? Right? Like, you, like if you're just a heretic on a forge Exactly. World, like, you're just a yeah, farmer. You might not necessarily in, be on the battlefront. Exactly. But yeah. uh, like, I don't think people... You're clocking in. You're doing your 24-hour yeah. day. Exactly. It's no yeah. big deal. 24-hour day. It's a peaceful well, it's life. It's on a 26-hour planet. You're only going to live three months, but <laughs> yeah. it's a peaceful existence. <laughs> no, but I do think people forget that there's like a living aspect of the traders as well. Yeah. Exactly. And the living aspect does require technology. Yeah. And, and accoutrements. These, yeah. And these behind the scenes mechanicum. And uh I really hope eventually they get some more like model support. Like they well, would be cool. They've been teasing little by little, but in you the horse know, heresy in ones, the horse yeah. heresy, but also with uh Blackstone Fortress, you've got the uh, Dark Electro Priest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's the idea that wherever the uh the heretics, wherever the um heretics go, the dark mechanicum are with them supporting yeah. what they do. Exactly. Which what, is the exact same as what we have, right? They, yeah. they so. are literally a dark mirror to the Adeptus Mechanicus. Now they're, they have ideological differences yes, that have yeah. since changed yeah. uh from the scouring. Um did one of you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, we are going to um geez, I guess we kind of I think we're there. I think we're there on yeah. our notes. Okay, sure. With Colin, yeah, I was we're a very more uh, a conversation. Yeah, a, I was. It's always interesting, like different guests we have on, a kind of a different vibe. Don't compare. Over. You can't compare our children. Mark. I've actually overclocked your brains when I got in here. <laughs> 33, 33, 33. <laughs> well, the something because um, their purpose. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what was your note on. Oh, this I, section. we can talk a little bit about it later. Let's talk okay. about who the the servants of the sure, dark whatever you are. want. Sure. He's the one in charge, man. Yeah, He's the so dark okay. mechanicus specialty. Uh, specialty. Uh, okay, because we're we're on their purpose. We're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I've lost I, the flow. I, I threw him I off. Lost I threw him. All right, everything. <laughs> it's so bad. All right, I threw him off. So here's what we'll do. I'll talk a little bit about the ideological difference. That okay? That all right? It works for me. All right. Good, all right. So Jordan just luck. cut five minutes of Eric rambling. <laughs> no, I was crying. There's a difference. <laughs> so the difference between the adeptus mechanicus and the dark mechanicum are like this. The Adeptus Mechanicus uh, is now part of the Lords of Terra, and they operate as an independent um, empire parallel within the Imperium. Their religious beliefs are almost Druidic. So what that means is that they see... I know what Druid means. <laughs> I don't think you do, based Tim, on that. Tim Bits. <laughs> Tim Bits. Sorry, go on. So, so I'm e smart. Everything you guys about want to get Tim Bits after this? I'm really hungry now. I want a Tim Bits. Can we cut the show? Let's just go, Let's get, just go get a Tim Hortons. Uh, donut holes, yeah. Get a double-double, eh? Oh, my. Don't I'll you tell know. you what that's all about. <laughs> all right, don't you know, though. So the, the Adeptus Mechanicus uh, see the pursuit of knowledge as their highest goal. Stemming from that, they see uh, machine spirits in technology. So they treat them with reverence, and they try to gain their aid, and they believe in balance between uh, the living and the uh, transhuman, the machine. Yeah. The Dark me uh, Mechanicum, they operate as a legion of heretics and mad scientists. So rather than this highly structured empire, they may actually be absorbed into different war bands, taken almost as a currency between some of the different um, uh, warring uh, regions. Legions, sorry. But what their religious belief is almost rather than druidic and working in balance and appeasing spirits and providing tribute, they see technology as something to be shackled and controlled. So in that sort of shamanistic way, machine spirits are elemental forces and they should be wrought. You should be able to control mm -hmm. them and tell them what you want them to do. And forge them into what you want. Correct. 
So if that's okay. kind of the main so difference. So one is good, one is bad. Well, well, no, they're both good. Oh. Both <laughs> objectively, <laughs> both their offer goals. power. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah, and that that's a good that's a good description of their ideological differences. I think is that one views them as divine and they worship machines, and the other one uses them as nothing more than a means to their end. They're elemental. They're a force. Yeah. but you want to use you can control it though. Yes, and you should control yeah. it even to further your own goals. Now, now if you pray to the tornado and it dissipates that's one thing if you say i'm going to wrangle that tornado and go beat this other person with it those are kind of i want to see both of these <laughs> it's a type of power fist it's a, hold on let's actually the tornado during the during the heights of uh of humanity of technology i could yeah. actually see this yeah. happening like right. a, a glove that wrangles tornadoes <laughs> and you go to like a planet which is like lots of tornado activity yeah. and it's like a test yes there was like this one group of humans that were like you need to go bring back the power of a tornado and they use it to power their cities My father was because it's completely right green energy, right? They yeah. they gain this tornado in their hand, and then they put this glove back in their machine. Mm -hmm. Boom! Energy, fact, Fan, fact, cannon. cannon. Yeah. Someone write a story. Hmm? Well, that that summarized it. <laughs> <laughs> the the other big thing that the Dark Mechanicum is known for is, is their, their goals. The difference in goals. It, yeah, and that's uh, that they're willing to experiment in not only creating but like using AI. Mm -hmm. which the regular mechanicum do yeah. not dabble with that stuff um, well maybe call he could probably get away with it That's oh yeah cool. he's probably created some he probably has oh yeah for all we know all the primaries are actually deny it deny it, it colin <laughs> you have to think of ai as a separate deny component. it yeah, ai is just another segment uh, of of technology because again it's all about the pursuit of knowledge yes it is but there are like the rules that are placed upon the cult mechanicus Absolutely. are not followed by the dark mechanicum. No, no. Um, also kind of because they have to. You're in the eye of terror. It's a very turbulent place. You may not be able to say, well, if I, you know, apply the the salve and recite the holy rites, I'll be able to get this uh, this arc ship working again. You're like, screw it. Uh, it gonna... might not happen. Let's just summon a demon. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you you know. gotta do what you gotta do. Or you cut corners and you start sacrificing members of your crew, their blood, you find actually... Well, what there, are there, the... there was this one cult that we were reading on where uh, the cult of the Lubrikai mm. and uh, literally they worship lubricant, but apparently... <laughs> I forget well, what they, the wording was, but like the best lubricant is, is when you mix virgin blood yeah. and lubricant. Well, to, they they to viewed lubricant as like since it makes machines like move and work together, there must be a lubricant of the universe. Yeah, and it was the blood of virgins, right? Yeah, but uh, clearly they, they were all destroyed by Death Watch. So, ain't no thing. Yeah, they don't exist anymore. So that's good. We're safe Wait, from. The, but we just put that knowledge out there, so oh now somebody's my. gonna like that. Some really edgy guys like I like virgins, and now he's gonna bring it back. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? That's how this I happens. like virgin. This is what I always hear. Oh, you guys inspired me to do this army. So no, now please the don't. Of the do not be inspired. It's, it's a thing. It's, it's the a, cult of lubricay. This is like oh. <laughs> this is turning. So into we're like safe. A, we're a, safe. A, a TV crime drama where it's like uh, the episode is the detectives found that these podcast hosts had like inspired <laughs> this guy to go on a serial killer rampage. <laughs> yes, they interviewed Jordan and they're just like, but what what happened, man? He's like, I just work here. But then it turns into a supernatural episode. Because there was a demon involved. Ah, it's good. I think if Warhammer ever gets a serial killer following, that's how we know we made it. That's how no, we know. No, I'm out. I am out. <laughs> Not going down for this. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. So, uh, who makes up the Dark uh, Mechanicum? Mark? Well, there are servants of the Dark Mechanicum. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that serve the Mechanicum of the Darkness. <laughs> Which is opposed to the Mechanicus of Light. <laughs> yes, yes. By the Emperor and his good graces have yeah. given us permission to build things and metal and shape things as to be served as tools in the Imperium. Like and wherefore that we would provide the Imperium with enough Numbers energy. Numbers are whipping and- past his eyes right now. <laughs> I you, lost. You overclocked him too I, much. I lost. Let me dial it back. Hold on. Just, just, <laughs> we'll take out a few of these uh, knowledge wafers. We'll replace yeah. them with memes. Here we go. I like kittens. There we go. <laughs> kittens are funny. One of the big things that the Titan Legions call upon, especially in war, is the Titan Legions. <laughs> what? You overclocked him too. Let's what take out the, the Titan The Dark do provide uh, upkeep for the, uh, the t- uh, Heretic Titan Legions. We did it, boys. Do you, that okay, sentence is I, done. I have a question. Yep. Because you consistently say legions. Are they legions or are they legios? The... No, you said peaking high or low goth, low gothic. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't know that. I yeah, cool. The end. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. I speak high gothic because I'm educated. Man. You're an educated. I'm an educated gentleman. Really? And I and I tip my hat to all the people I pass on the street, oh, and right. I call them milady. <laughs> Oh or you tip your fedora. That, right, well, yes. Yeah. So, uh, in the, the Titan Legions, <laughs> in the Titan Legions, um, there are, like, Bane Lord Titans, which are a combination of um, organic like material. Like, you've got these horrible growths over top of the machinery, makes them more powerful, <laughs> uh, demonic-infused. Uh, those were created by the Dark uh, Mechanicum. Um, yeah. Is that a specific class of Titan? Uh, Bane Lord, Yes. So it's like you have Warhound, Imperator, Bane Lord. I think, well, no, I think that the Bane Lord is just the, the type. So you could have a Bane Lord Warlord. You could have a Bane oh, Lord okay. Warhound. Because when I was reading, um, it sounded like every single Titan has been affected some way mm-hmm. by Chaos Powers. And, like, that doesn't necessarily, like, you might put on armor on your Titan that, like, offers worship to yeah. your deity. But also the warp is going to affect it. I don't know. I just know in the the latest novel, uh, Titan Death, yeah. that's where the introduction was because a bunch of the uh, Dark Mechanicum went to uh, Beta Garmin and one of the worlds, and they're like, "We're gonna, we need Titans. We're fighting the Imperium. We need Titans. Let's convert them." Okay. Uh, and so that's where that came from. Cool. Maybe yeah. you'll get a model from they, Forge World. Who knows? Oh, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah they they have their all their own Titans, and one thing is they often will uh, possess the Titans and have them run by demons as opposed to like human crew. Yeah, and, uh, it says that a lot of the times, like the crew, like the princeps that were inside them, yeah. are long since dead. Yeah, and offered as sacrifices to the dark gods. Their bodies that they litter serve. the walls. Yeah, yeah. The like yeah. fused inside, yeah. or even are like those guys are possessed by demons. But it does say more commonly, these machines are demon possessed. Yeah. So, which is kind of cool. It's like empty and just run by demons. Would yeah. you rather? be the pilot of a Bane Lord Titan or would you rather be the guy who has to clean up after each pilot <laughs> uh, truly I don't think they have ty- pilots truthfully I don't think they clean up I, I, I don't think they need to send in pilots anymore now that a demon is running its There's, there are still crews that maintain yeah. them yeah. um They'd have to be tech priests. Sorry, stuff. but maintaining is different than no, piloting but you, you'd need a moderate um or a princeps yeah. you'd need someone Why? It says no, the, no, no, the, not, it says the crews are long yeah. since de- dead and gone. So they're they they still do have like tech priests crews, like the pilots and the gunners are probably replaced by demons. But like work the legs, you know. Yeah, yeah, but you still need like tech priests on the inside to like actually fix things, because like you can't have a 
to keep the you could you could sure and I think for the most part I I, I like that description that you said is that someone still has to fix everything once in a while but yeah what if, if there's a sufficiently powerful enough demon but you also can't force its loyalty you again it's that shamanistic control you might have tech priests inside that are like I'm gonna keep this machine spirit compliant I'm gonna keep these yeah. systems working whereas another one might be saying I'm gonna keep this demon in the cockpit so it's not all of a sudden making the keyboards eat my hands mm. <laughs> I definitely the keys are just little mouths <laughs> they snip at you I just I, I, I like this <laughs> I definitely viewed it as more of like an autonomous thing like mm. once the demon like once some the titan are. some are once yeah. the titan becomes like falls to chaos it's now possessed by a demon yeah. and like there's still ritual to awaken it and appease it because it's that, a huge demon but it was more like you entreat the demon with within the titan to like help you yeah and that that's definitely that happens but mm-hmm. it's also 40k and you can have chaos followers who don't really suffer from chaos there's like a certain there's like an imperial guard regiment who fell to chaos called the blood pact but they're like highly military like super regimented super strict um so you could pretty much have like a, a chaos titan who's very much similar where they're still regular humans they don't really suffer from any of the chaos like mutations but they still serve chaos in which case they are more <coughs> renegades than chaos infused yeah exactly um but there could be any number of things sure but the the one other really cool thing about titans is they will often swear themselves to a certain god and that will grant them additional benefits, like specifically to a god and not just like the powers of the warp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like the ones who swear themselves to like change will be able to summon like lightning bolts and like, you know, fucking typical warp magic and whatever. Typical. You know, Nurgle ones are highly resistant. To yeah. Damage. You know, all the typical stuff that you get when you yeah. follow a specific god. Yeah. So also in addition to uh, to Titans, you've also got Traitor Knights. Ooh, nice. Now, now Mark, <laughs> Mark, you are, this will date the episode, but you are working on one right now. I currently am, yes. How's that going? It's, it, it's done, like built, mm-hmm. but it's not painted. Oh, do you have a story for it yet? I do. Another I, episode? Yeah. You'll have yeah. to tune back for. Uh, oh, I got big plans I, for this. I actually really, I really like his story on this one. All I can say is Lorehammer. <laughs> <laughs> appropriate, Listen. appropriate. Brandon. Mark, you and your flappy, flappy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Traitor and Knight Households. The the one thing that is very interesting about Knights Loyalists, they are compelled to be loyal. Like the machine spirits overwhelm them to be loyalists and oftentimes like there's like a uh like it's hard for me to explain because I'm not I got flappy flappy mouth, but it's not intelligent flaps. But like they're they're super honorable and like their machine spirit drives them to be honorable and like they're taking on the qualities. And, exactly. So it's very rare that when uh, for like a traitor knight to happen. Because like it, it literally has to like rewire their whole brain essentially. But what does happen when a traitor knight house does happen, it's it's crazy because they, they overpower all of that like that uh, machine spirit programming programming those neural links are overridden so they forsake all their oaths to the emperor and instead they pledge themselves to the ruinous powers and as with titans most of the crews will like eventually die and become possessed but you could have any manner of things you could have you could just have a fresh knight right and i guess that's what i was missing is that there's still new knights that are falling to chaos and new titans yeah exactly but any manner of things but they're usually way more corrupted obviously and because the knights, when they do fall, they fall hard. It's like, you know, when you get that shining paladin, when he falls, 
he falls super hard. Yeah, but he's a paladin, so he probably doesn't fall. Ooh, death no, notes. no, and that's that's the point. They they usually don't. Like ninety nine percent of yeah. them don't. But that one percent that does, it takes it to the fucking extreme. They, yeah, exactly. The, their depravities are as bad as their good works were good. Yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. So the knights get twisted by their proximity. Uh, to chaos and warp powers and so again they may start to exemplify different mutations on the carapace of the machine just like the titans yeah that's super common actually is some kind of warp mutation yeah. evident your, on these massive machines your gun has now a open mouth I, yeah that's one of my favorite things actually is the open mouth gun with like the barrel right out the mouth mm. so for that for that knight with the harpoon cannon it's a mouth but instead of like a harpoon coil They're, it's like a fucking tongue right sure as well but tongue. like because oh. it also has like prongs on that right oh, their so teeth. It's an alien mouth. their teeth yes an alien's mouth mouse mouse mouth there's a lot of hand gestures that <laughs> listeners will not be able to detect. Let me try to describe it for you. Oh, God, it's too hard. They're doing more. Okay. Uh, you also uh, have uh, Traitor Skatari, uh, who are the cybernetic military force. Uh, what's interesting about their appearance is that, much like the regular Skatari, who are human beings who are trying to get more augmentics, some of them will be completely loyalists and they are there because they want to. Some might be a little bit more like tech thralls where they've had implants, they believe that they're hearing the, the divine word of the Omnissiah when it's actually just a tech priest in orbit who's pushing suggestions to them. <laughs> um, it's scary because tech priests can just launch into a person's body, take them over like one of the agents in the Matrix and say, your body's going to do this now. Uh, the Dark Mechanicum, there is no standardized Skatari troop. Whereas uh, with how the, dare they? With, with the Mechanicus <laughs> in uh, 40k, they try to keep a lot of them similarly built. Yeah. These guys, two legs, two arms. Yep. These one are, head. The ones in the Dark Mechanicum are more like techno-barbarians. They okay. are roided up, tons of drugs, uh, combat stimulants pumped into their bodies. Huge. Uh, uh, you'd actually think that with the, the, the servo arms and stuff like that, that they had taken a page out of the orcs books for <laughs> upgrading technology. Just wait, conspiracy slot. theory. Oh my god, <laughs> dark Skatari are orc uh, prime orcs. Oh god. So they have those. There's also the Forge of Souls. Uh, are, are you done with? Are all you done with Trader Skatari? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I couldn't find much either. Yeah. They, well, they don't have a codex, so literally all we know is that they're Trader Skatari. But they. But they it do is good to more... know that there's less of a uniform. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I did not know that. Yeah. There are there are some in um, one of the um, in the duology of Skatari and uh, Tech Priest books. Okay, um, where it's again these guys are are big. They're you kind of almost think that they're more like Ogren hmm. in terms of how much they're like juicing them up and throwing augmentics and bionics into them. Interesting. So. Cool. It'd be really cool to see what those would look like on the table. Yeah, right. uh, I don't see them being nearly as uh, horde as um, as you might expect for. The, uh, the normal Skatari. Yeah, I, I they're feel more like, like an each, elite. Yeah, I feel like each one too would like customize themselves. So yeah, yeah, where regular Skatari do not do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, okay, cool. They exist. They're a thing. They're out there. Mm -hmm. Google them. Google image them. Check them out. <laughs> Just wasted somebody's time. There's not on Google image. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Forge of Souls. Uh, it's a massive workshop located in the wastes of the warp. This forge is outside the power of any of the chaos gods. Yeah, it it doesn't like it doesn't exist in any area of land under any control of a god. So it's described as like it's constantly shifting its environment. Well, it's it in the warp. Yeah, but it, so like but a god like a chaos is, god will exert its power over an area of the immaterium and create something 
and then you will live in it and unless the god wishes it to change it will stay the same whereas this thing in like the formless waste can constantly shift and change its appearance or even where it is, I think. Yeah, I, sure. I thought of it like a Rubik's Cube that actually continues go. to build new pieces on top Maybe, of itself. Yeah. So Perfect. I just pictured this very grid-like shape that keeps building new towers and spires, and some will come down Perfect. and some will change uh, shapes. So that's me. <laughs> so <laughs> Rubik's Cube glued to Rubik's Cube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to Rubik's Cubes. Yeah. But, my God. Yeah, the, in, the good <laughs> Rubik's, <laughs> Rubik's Cubed. <laughs> ah, there's nine of them. That's, but then you get nine of those and you put those together. Uh, and then you get nine of ooh. those and put them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but the, the probably the main takeaway from this is that it is outside of any Chaos God's influence. And that's a very important thing to note because we'll get through that later. Uh, <laughs> but the forge, this okay. forge of souls, is worked by warpsmiths. And these are space marines that seek to control and subjugate technology. So the tech marines of chaos. Yeah. These were one of the very first chaos models that I remember like seeing. Oh yeah. Like I again, I was introduced Ooh. to 40k back with like orcs and it's a great and that. model. Too. So seeing it, it's got the little mouths on the end of like it's Doctor Octopus like uh, mecha dendrites, yeah. and I was like, cool, a dark mechanicus. It's like you know, space marine. I was just like, god damn it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we'll get there eventually, but uh, they look cool. Um, but yeah, they're the dark equivalent to a tech marine. Yeah. Uh, though these warpsmiths are uh, capable tech technicians and uh, siege masters, their true ability lies in creating fearsome demon engines used in the armies of chaos. We've hinted about possession and stuff many times, but demon enge- demon engines are different than having a uh, the soul of a demon somewhere. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, this is a physical manifestation. Yeah. The reason, another reason that this forge of souls is so important is because this is the only place in the entire galaxy. Where you can create these demon engines. Yeah, which is wild. Which was surprising yeah. to me to to find out. It's yeah. just a single place. Yeah. I think of it kind of as the the new Mars, really. Like what, they're, the, what they want it to be. Because Mars has the, the ring of iron where all their spaceships are made. Like you can yeah. have these like singular things in the large galaxy where yeah. you make the biggest, baddest weapons. Yeah. So having that equivalent in the Eye of Terror, it's like, of course there's going to be... A, yeah. a promised and, land for the Dark Mechanicum to go do their most unholy relics. Yeah, and when you say, like, yeah, Forge of Souls, it doesn't give it that scope, but it definitely has that scope where it's, like, planet-sized, yeah. like, planet-sized workshop. Um, so, Demon Engines, let's talk about them a little bit. Okay. So, the Forge uh, serves to create demonic weapons using a fusion of machinery and demons. And the way this comes about is that high-ranked demons will duel for the chance to become, like, a soul grinder, um, like, on the plains, like, right next to the Forge of Souls. Yeah. So it's like an honor as a demon to be placed inside these constructs. Yeah, and and there's a reason for that, and it's because demons want to stay in the material universe, and the only way to do that permanently is to be attached to the material universe, to a metal body. So, because even possession isn't isn't permanent eventually your shell will run out of its energy and you'll it'll burst yeah so they will battle battle for uh you know they there's been battles for ten thousand years to get into these soul grinders and these other demon engines um but there are a couple oaths that like any demon going into a demon machine must take which is really cool let's make jordan read these oaths. (laughs) i don't have it up because i'm not on the internet (laughs) (sighs) he's not connected to the notes uh 
Here, hold on. I am going to reach I through. Can take your tablet if you want. <laughs> yes. He yes. Like this is a lot of technology. This is a lot of work for, hopefully, an amazing payoff. Oh, I'm I'm very excited. Read it in your best demon voice. <laughs> Wait, where where am I reading? <laughs> as he as he's looking for it, we'll Mark. We'll stall for time. Ah, uh, so today. Yeah, um, he's got it. Today. Nope, don't want to hear it. He's got it. <laughs> I should start at A. Yes, that's okay. the first oath that a demon takes. Okay, and I have to use a a demon voice, or yeah. you know, or make the voice that can make your mother the least proud of you. <laughs> I think that's just my normal voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> All the souls harvested by the great blades of the soul grinder will be used for the fueling of the forge. Yes, I knew I chose the right guy. <laughs> Uh, okay, the next one. <clears throat> all the wreck remains of all war machines destroyed by the adamantium claws of the soul grinder will be offered to the forge. Sweet. Should any of the chaos gods attack the forge of souls and try to rule it, the soul grinder must discard all of their previous loyalties and fight in its defense. Perfect. Love it. It's like the three laws of a demon robotics. going in. Yeah. <laughs> three laws of robotics. Um, yeah, so all souls harvested go back to fueling the forge. The forge literally runs on souls, hence the name. But oh, Who would have thought? Oh, my. Just in case. Just, just in case. case. I thought it was double A's. <laughs> just in case no one picked that up. I was I going for nine volts. <laughs> right. I was thinking uh, clean, eco, green energy. <laughs> Tornadoes. <laughs> Yes, yes. From the tornado. <laughs> this is like the chaos farmer is a demon. It's like a corn bloodletter just raking fields made of Ethanol. human skulls. <laughs> so uh, that's the uh, the Forge of Souls. Now, uh, there's a couple things we want to yeah, talk yeah. about in the Forge of Souls because let's talk some hypotheticals here. Ooh. Eric knows how much I like hype, hypotheticals. Yeah, no, hype. I don't want to. Nope. Come on, Eric. Don't be like that. All right, fine. <laughs> We're going to have a conversation last night that I'm not proud of. I'm proud of it. No, it's you, always you enjoyable to break a man's spirit. You sh <laughs> you did not break my spirit. I gave up on your tiny brain. I gave Because I wanted to save it for this, Eric. False. True. Okay, anyways. anyways. What was the, uh, I was, the debate? I was discussing with Mark mm. the power of demons mm. and, and where like inherently they come from. And a lot of it was... So the idea here is if if Nurgle or Korn, if Korn decides to attack the Forge of Souls because he wants to control this valuable resource, a Korn um, soul grinder, Korn 8 soul grinder, has to come back and defend it and fight Korn. Now, can Korn just accept, like just deny that demon his power? Or does the demon's power exist outside of Korn's power? Because we all know that like these beings um, like leak their power out to bring life to demons. Mm -hmm. So my, my that was my question was like, could he just accept that demon back into his life? Like, can can your own power hurt you? Right? Like, can or does it just is it yours to control always and forever? I think the big thing is like since these demons take like this specific oath it overrides it but normally yeah you're i think you're definitely right like a demon if corn wants that power back he can reabsorb it but like there's these 
with the soul grinders there's this overpowering oath where he can't do it that, but that's a crazy ability to override and deny the power of a chaos god well, the, the oath the oath doesn't necessarily guarantee the energy wouldn't be stripped so if you are a corn demon in a soul grinder and let's say the uh four of souls is under attack and you're like oh shoot it's from my my deity corn um and you go well i need to fight against it uh, this kind of sucks. If you don't fight against it, chances are you're going to get blown up very quickly by the other people inside the Forge of Souls for being a, uh, a traitorous entity. If you do fight against it, what will happen is uh, Corn could, I would imagine, pull that energy back. So it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Well, I don't know if it is. You, so I, you kind of made it sound like you have a choice in it. But when I was... As with most things, chaos, like, I don't think that these are just oaths that they say. No, like, I think are, these like, are burned yeah, into like, their exactly. body. Okay. So, yeah. the, like, and that's kind of how I view all chaos things. Like, when you're doing, yeah. like, It's the, like some dark ritual. Yeah, when like, you're doing the rituals of ascension to, like, become possessed by a demon, you're not just, like, reciting things. You're doing things that are damning Well, you're you making and, a pact. But, well, exactly, and that's what yeah. this is. Yeah. Demons right? making yeah. pacts. <laughs> right, yeah. And so, do you, like, I don't know if, if I could picture a soul grinder opting out. Of this, I truly no. think like they no, are no, they compelled can. on like dark powers because there is power that exists in the warp outside of the ruinous powers. Yeah, right. There's just warp power Energy. that's flowing and that people have like beings have been tapping into forever. Yeah. Alternative theory. Yeah. Um, what if like this oath is just like a, a scare tactic? <laughs> <laughs> Don't come over here, corn. Everyone yeah, yeah. will fight I you. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that even. It, well, it's, it's kind of the same way that you think of the characters who have um, earned the power of chaos undivided. You know, Abaddon. Uh, actually, the Dark Mechanicum is widely depicted as chaos undivided. Yeah. Well, which, okay, sure, sure, keep going. So the idea that you have these these areas where it's chaos will leave a wider circle around humanity in the warp to do these things. I like because it gives a little bit more autonomy to say that they're going to fight each other anyway. So the gods don't need to necessarily get involved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like how you said that dark mechanicum is undivided and it, it makes it, it makes it sound like the dark mechanicum has earned the favor of the gods, but I think it could even be reversed. Mm -hmm. The gods understand like Nurgle understands that his forces need a way to be replenished and yeah. armed and so he's like i have to give my blessing to the dark mechanicum because if i if i don't and i say that they're our enemy none of my forces will work yeah it's even like in this soul grinder thing um these demons are fighting for the honor of being placed in this grinder like the dark mechanicum has its place like you're saying like they are fighting for the privilege of doing it they the dark mechanicum just like the mechanicum has something to offer for sure absolutely so mm -hmm. um, we're good, I think, mm -hmm. on that. It's, um, it's fun. <laughs> I could I, I could actually uh, would want to bring up something I was thinking about last night. Yeah, absolutely, um, man. Before got a couple more things, for sure. Go through sure. So with, with Dark uh, Mechanicum and the Chaos Gods is that, yes, the, the, the Dark Mechanicum are typically depicted as undivided. But if Ooh, they I were... I like butts. <laughs> but if they were to fall in line with a different Chaos uh, God, which one do you think would be the most appropriate? Um, if the Dark Mechanicum had to align itself to one specific one. Change. Right. Yeah, I'd say that too. Now, is that because of knowledge and the revealing of universe's secrets? Like, yeah. what, what is your... Yeah. Do you have additional rationale for that? Because I was yeah. thinking there's actually a good reason for each one. 
Sure, I'm sure you could come up with a good reason, yeah. but I think the best reason would be change. But tell us your good reasons. Let's see if you can yeah. sway me Start. and my Dark Mechanicum brother into joining, let's say, Slanish. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, Slanish. So, Slanish. <laughs> so, so the idea of, uh, if we're talking about the, the Dark Mechanicum following the pursuit of knowledge similar to the Mechanicus and saying we are going to arrive at this holy divine state, that's perfection. That is the pursuit of an okay. idealized form, the idea that you can make your body perfect by replacing all of the weak flesh with mechanics or by learning what the universe has to reach a sense of completion. So it might not be knowledge in the idea that Zinch is uh, is that, but the idea of mechanical purity or the ability sure. to pass the crux mechanicus and finally transcend your human body okay. might make it appealing for Slanesh. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Is it on that point? Or? I got a counterpoint, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, do your counterpoint. I got a different point. Okay. Um, with humans, mm -hmm. there's a very clear understanding of what we can and cannot achieve, mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, I don't want to say it. Like, okay, let, let's just say a human will never fly mm -hmm. in their own ability. It's impossible. Okay. Okay. So um, you could never aspire to, to fly. It's an impossible dream. But as a member of the Dark Mechanicum, through the use of technology and anything added on plus warp, mm -hmm. is there such thing as perfection? I think you can, even if there isn't a true perfection, I think that you can idealize perfection and say, I think it's possible. That's both a fallacy, the idea of, you know, the Icarus rings, I will fly too close. Like, yeah. Even if it's not really possible, you could gather that energy from Slanesh because you think it is because you can transcend those normal human weak failings. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I guess I could see how they would do it, but for me, it doesn't sit. But let's, Mark? Yeah. Uh, so when I think of Slanesh, I don't think of perfection. I think of excess. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, perfection is mm -hmm. part of Slanesh. But what is more excessive than Jordan and his 10 robot dicks that he wants. <laughs> few no, things are few more. Things are. Few things are. So I could see the, that Jordan falling the slanish if he was a dark mechanicus. Put it this way, too. How, uh, how many of us have a tattoo? Uh, I think all three of you guys do. So here's the thing. When you get a tattoo, almost preternaturally, you start thinking of getting more tattoos. I have a one booked for February. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. What are you getting? Triforce. Ah, yes. So here's the thing. Oh, I, Jordan. I, I, oh, laugh more. <laughs> I imagine it would be the same nerd. for, for bionics. <laughs> I imagine it would be the same for bionics. Yeah, but it yeah. probably doesn't feel as pleasurable getting bionics as it, oh, does, it does getting... Oh, it does. <laughs> it, it, well, for Jordan, maybe, and his 10 dicks, but... The, but here's the thing. You get pumped full of, uh, of stimulants and drugs to make things feel pleasurable. That, again, is that excess uh, yeah. of slanesh. You get a mechanical hand. Well, then you get the mechanical arm, and then that excess. I could... I actually think... For me, Slanesh is just as high a tier as Zinch, but in a that. different way. Zinch yeah. is more of that ideological, the pursuit of knowledge, and Slanesh is like, I need to overcome this body. Yeah, one hmm. is of the mind. It's like the question, would you rather? One is of the mind and one is of the body, for mm -hmm. sure. Now, Korn and Nurgle are a little bit more difficult. Korn yeah. um, is hard. Um, okay. the, the, the rationale that I had for that was neural programming on Skatari gets effectively overridden and they're just making them rage-fueled machines. That's really the only component that I can think of. Or the machine spirits that are just poked and prodded and those AI systems or those machine spirits that are driven into hatred yeah. and war that you could see maybe not so much the characters, but you could see the tools and the utilities or those who are more into that cold, passionless um, war and destruction yeah, going down that there road. There are cults um, 
What are those, uh, they're a 30k model on Forge World. You made a conversion of one using a Centurion. What are those guys called? Oh, um... You know what I'm talking about. And they're literally, like, designed for war. Yes. So, um, those guys, I could easily see fall into corn. Yeah, the uh, Myrmidons yeah, yeah. Um, and the Ordo Reductor are yeah. effectively, I'm here for war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that pursuit of perfection yeah. in war. Yeah. Uh, perfection, but... Um, and then the other one would be, be Nurgle. Fleshy parts... <laughs> get sick you know <laughs> it's kind of hard because yeah whether you are a dark mechanicum who is involved in like flesh shaping or whether you want to go more bionic there are benefits to be taken from nurgle and maybe you don't follow any of these four chaos gods maybe you follow hmm. the false omnissiah who is uh entombed on mars or maybe you actually follow the a dark reflection of the omnissiah because the omnissiah still exists as a idea the idea of this god of knowledge okay the idea that it can still be a machine spirit. The Omnissiah ideal came from before the Imperium was even formed. Yeah, yeah. So even though they've left Mars, they could still have a a different sense of like, well, the Omnissiah is not the Emperor. Yeah. The Omnissiah is just the Omnissiah. It's Jake. Yeah. You know, <laughs> around the corner. You know Jake. Great guy. <laughs> Always tinkering. Great guy. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So that was just some thoughts on, uh, on the Chaos Demons. We could kind of go back to the sort of people who did turn and fall to chaos. Um, the transformation, the most notable one, is Kelbor Hall. Yeah. Who, if we are getting a uh, dark mechanicus, uh, dark mechanicum model line, he's effectively your your primarch, your Belisarius call. Yeah, he is he your would leader. Be a big bad. And there is sure. no doubt in my <laughs> mind this guy is still kicking. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no way who who would stop him. Who would. Who would kill him? Yeah, who, uh, who would who have could. the who would have the the balls to do it? Yeah, and also who would have the ability? Who would have the ability? Yeah, yeah. Especially since he <laughs> he most likely is just hanging out in the Aya Terra. Yep, and Ayat augmented terror. himself to yeah. a, a high degree. One of the things that um, I know that uh, you guys will be covering in a future episode is going to be other characters yeah. of of the Dark Mechanicum. But the one thing that I really like to would like to see from Kelbor Hall is another difference, not just in ideology between Mechanicus and Mechanicum is also physically. When you yeah. look at the model range for Tech Priest, Belisarius Call, there's a new uh, uh, Tech Priest who was just announced. Yeah, The Mechanicus of Mars will typically look like uh, cockroaches or caterpillars. They will take these long okay. insect frames with chitinous pieces along their back. Yeah. When you look at the Dark Mechanicum, their silhouette is completely different. Their forms, instead of these more, we'll say, passive insects, hard to kill passive insects, mm. what they will do is they will become things like scorpions, praying mantis, spiders, praying mantis. So this biomimicry yeah, of yeah. Okay. things that we see in our real world of, ah, scary creatures, uh, some that are more like that's weird and kind of strange, we kind of attribute those to the traits of the Mechanicus. They're weird, they're religious, they've got these insectoid bodies, I don't know what's under the robe, they're kind of eccentric. <laughs> don't look either. <laughs> Whereas the Dark Mechanicum is a lot more eager to say, I will look stand up, look what I've done to my body, yeah. and it's very showy, it's very okay. performative, uh. but they've got all of these claws and weapons that come out that look like hostile insects from our world. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. I've I, never thought about that comparison. I, I kind of very... I didn't take it to the extreme that you did, but on like my shelf armies, I, I I haven't done my dark mechanicus, but I've been gathering bits and gathering themes. But what I did with my mechanicus is 
I put hoods on all of them. Like, they're that secretive. Like, all the rangers are wearing the hoods. But then my idea for my Mechanicus was give them all the helmets. Because, like, yeah, it's 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 more in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just something to look at if we're talking about model ranges and, yeah. and what to expect. Because if you're bo- listening, Games yeah, Workshop, yeah. yeah, both of them have squirmy mechadendrites and tentacles and yeah. things hanging off, and but, they have to be mechanical. Yeah. yeah, but it's that that biomimicry. That's like what what is the 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 heart of this army look like? Is it this strange? weird thing or yeah. is it a hostile mechanical human hybrid yeah. that is coming for you no that's cool i like that yeah um i guess one member we could talk about today and leave yeah. the rest to yeah no talk later. if you have got a couple favorite few talk about them but okay um kelbor hall we've we've talked about he the major manipulator um when we're talking about these insect frames uh anacris uh anacaris scoria has the scorpion body Okay. He is the and I and I think Eric might have had uh, Forge rolled up on his tablet I a moment did, ago. Yeah. He is the the recent Dark Mechanicum uh, model that came out who oh, okay. looks frightening. Yeah, he's yeah. got his body's kind of propelled up. He's a much better looking than the Scorpion King starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. How dare you? I'm sorry. It's got to be said. Man's um, a legend. Man is a national treasure. But uh you're you've got other characters who uh we haven't seen a lot of the the art for them. They will typically wear more skulls because hey, chaos, <laughs> chaos. Spikes. spikes, 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 and skulls. But their bodies start to take on these more, different, more hostile, bug-like frames. Yeah. Uh, there's another Dracovac who I argue is kind of that praying mantis frame. But okay, we can talk about them at, uh, another time. Did, did that guy have a model? He does. He's uh, on top of a kind of a floating palantine uh, oh, sort of device. Okay, yes, I know that model. Got yes. this long, extended head. I'm trying to find the. Dark Mechanicum one. What's it under? Uh, Scoria. Yeah, he uh, created the S- first Hellforge. C O R I A. But is it um, is it in like the Mechanicum army? Mm-hmm. Is he and he's an is HQ? it a thirty k or forty k depending on thirty k? Is he thirty k? Mm. Yeah. If uh, if there were rules for him in forty k, I could guarantee you'd be seeing him on the table. You'd because have that. in thirty k, he is the the enforcer of uh, the dark mechanicum. He is okay. a, a bruiser, huge uh, front claws. The back of his body has turned into uh, scorpion legs. He's got a prehensile sort of tail coming up with like las cannons coming up the side <laughs> of it. Different uh, different poison systems if he even gets close to you. But there there are just as many dark mechanicum uh, characters as there are mechanicus characters. I like. The other thing I like about these armies is there are also some, uh, not just like crazy scientists, yeah, but it's like these are warlords, guys that will go out and mess you up. There's also a fair amount of like scary female characters in mm. the Dark Mechanicum who've started to show up in the recent books in the Horus Heresy line. Okay. Um, definitely want to take more time to talk about them later because they are cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you on for yeah. sure for them. Um, but uh, no, there's there's quite a few. But um, if you were interested in reading more about uh, the Dark Mechanicum, uh, some books that you'd want to check out, obviously the Horus Heresy series and the book Mechanicum. I think it's the fourth in the Horus Heresy series. It's good. It's very good. You get Titan Legions playing chicken with each other. You've got uh, the openings of Morvek. You get the Emperor healing knight's kneecaps. (laughs) Lame. It was lame. It was a lame knight. 
And then the emperor <laughs> came along and healed it. I love you, Mark. Thank you for saving that. Uh, you've also got uh, the duology Scutarius and Tech Priest, uh, which are a pair of books where the um, Adeptus Mechanicus are going to fight the uh, Dark uh, Mechanicum. And so you get a lot more of their sort of way of playing uh, playing dirty. <laughs> also with that sort of predictive technology, hacking system, scrap code. Okay. Um, you've got um, a Dark Adept uh, in the Night Lords trilogy, a Dark Mech uh, Forge World in the Grey Knight's Omnibus. Uh, there's a Graham McNeil story called uh, Dead Sky, Black Sun. Graham McNeil also likes playing with the boundaries of Admech and Dark Mechanicus because there is a character in his Lord of War, uh, uh, Lords of Mars sorry, uh, series, who is a former tech priest who may also be the amalgamation of four different tech priest oh, brains perfect. in one body. When they describe the figure's body and you recognize that this is a spider body, these are your red flags of the difference between <laughs> Ad Mech and Dark Mech. It's like, oh, wow, it looks like a hostile yeah. tech priest. Uh, like a, oh, a bad insect. Well, we kind of need its help, so let's go along with working <laughs> with it for a while. And, um, and then you've also got uh, Clade by Rob Sanders where a Dark Mech uh, warlord is being chased or is he? And you get is demon engines out of that, luring people in. Um, I love them. They, they, they are. Have you read those books? I have. Yes. Okay. Uh, I still think Mechanicum is one of the best. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like Mechanicum. You can read it without knowing too much about anything. It's very great for an introductory beginner yeah. level, which is, I know the purpose of, of this is to really help people get into 40K. Yeah. It's a great introduction. Uh, Scutarius and Tech Priest are kind of what you'd expect more of those Space Marine novels where it's like, you know, bolter porn, you're running around, you're shooting stuff. Tell that can be really cool. This. Okay, well, porn, you know. You speak of. <laughs> radiation does work. Um, there's Never buildings. seen that porno before, but no. okay. But the radiation does work. Well, it, the pool, the pool neighbors, the pool cleaner's name is radiation. Oh, and he does. So he does work. Oh. If you know what he I mean. He lays some pipe. Well, well, piping only when only when he needs to for the pool. You know, um, Graham McNeil uh, and his Lords of Mars uh, series. Some people like it. Some people don't. There is some Deus Ex Machina at the end of the the first book that really left kind of a sour taste in my mouth. Where I'm like, come on. But if you try to get through, there's some some great tidbits and world building in the rest of them. Plus, you also get to see an arc ship get warped by going through gravity wells and get ripped apart. That's it's, awesome. It's pretty cool. That's pretty big. <laughs> so there's some there's some great tech in there. Also, the the differentiation between machine spirits and AI, which I love that they keep leaving that vague. Blackstone Fortress. Um, they've got that short story with the the AI. Um, you oh, are the new robot. The new robot who yeah. is a autonomous AI robot. But he. He disguises himself. Wears a do mustache. You, uh, do you have that model? I uh, have kitbashed a um, uh, character that will serve as that. Okay, but. yeah, because I know we were talking you want one in your kill team or yes. whatever. But Unless you know. you've got one under the desk here as a uh, late Christmas present. I do have one. If you want them, I can give them to you. You hear that, listeners? <gasps> to be uh, this fair. This is the sound of me hugging Mark. Hold be... on, I'm coming over. Ah. <laughs> I think out of any human in the world, other than for my father, he's the man who's hugged me the most. And I've only known him a few months. <laughs> my, my father, I mean. <laughs> no, um, to be fair, it is Christian's model, but he just bought Blackstone. 
And I know he's giving me the crute, mm-hmm. or at least I think he is. Oh, that's oh, he is now when he hears this uh, podcast. Yeah. So. Well, he it's can, canon. Yeah, it's canon. It, so can. I'm sure he might be willing to pass that off to you, too. I'll, I'll, I'll well, what's it. he going to do with it? That's the thing. Right? Like, like, I'll have a chat with him. He, I think you, could he, probably, you could probably take every single model out of that and be like, Christian, someone else will use it before you do. <laughs> From what he was saying, he bought that because he really liked the Chaos Space Marines and the, the Renegade Militia. Yeah. It was his primary reasons for <laughs> because he's a fucking insane human <laughs> I fucking love it man he, Like one day he sends me a picture And it's like literally like $400 box sets or whatever Yeah. And then I'm like oh man that's sweet That's a lot of Warhammer Then two days later he comes over And like he starts opening the box I'm thinking oh sweet I'll get to see those boxes And it's four completely different $100 box oh sets God. It's like dude <laughs> Wild <laughs> so He's a good. wild man <laughs> Colin, carry on. You were doing some rambling, I'm sure. Uh, no, I was. I was just kind of thinking again of like other creepy insects and what the model line would look <laughs> like. And, and truthfully, because it's how would, how would I want this to be represented on the tabletop? How would yeah, I want yeah. this different? What I'm really liking that they've done since uh, Vigilus is making Admech more of that iterative repair. Like that, it's not Necron where it goes down and gets back up, where you have to have some strategic sacrificing of units to repair others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and would you're like talking to, about that stratagem specifically. Yeah, with you, servitors yeah. and stuff. I would love to sure, see that continue absolutely. with Mechanicus. For Dark Mechanicum, I would actually like to see things where there might be a wounding, like self-wound to do these other components. So okay. you've got a, a demon strapped in a, a heretic version of a dune crawler, but maybe whenever it fires its gun, you can effectively overcharge, overcharge it, it yeah. and do these different things always at the cost of a mortal wound or okay. some some sort of way to represent that they've made a dark pact it's a pact yeah yeah and they've and it's they, a give take they're doing this damage try to differentiate it the problem cool. is how do you do it without just making it scarier looking versions yeah. of mechanicus yeah so. that, that, well, that would be the worst if it's literally they come out with the model range and it's like spikes and skulls enjoy yeah. Yeah. like okay like when i'm when i'm trying to think of like the dark uh, the dark mechanicum we were talking about how like the the overall population of the dark mechanicum is has to be much less than the mechanicus yes much less they just have less of a presence in the galaxy mm-hmm. and so what if you were to um play the dark mechanicum as like an elite army where you need soup in order to make it, yeah. in order to like fill it out, like you play it like a custodies army. Where like you could play a custodies army if you wanted, but it's much more effective when you run them with IG or something else. So same with these guys, soup you run and them. Sammy man's always better than oh, so, soup or Sammy. Wait, of course. Well, I see it larger than uh, Rogue Trader or Kill Team, yeah. but smaller than full forty k. Because I I can't envision right now because a lot of their machines that they've made have found their ways into the Trader Legions or mm. the, the the Heretic yeah. Astartes. Yeah, um, Hell Drakes. Like, it already is soup just without going to multiple codexes with, with those specific keywords yeah. so what do you want to look like i would love to see if admech is definitely more of that ranged esoteric weaponry repairing things struggling on lean in lean into the crab mechanicus give these guys these bruisers like put them in your face um the 30k mechanicum line has thalax has ursarax has these different um alternatives to the Astartes where it's just humans who have been cybernetically enhanced 
give us these bruisers because you think of Mechanicus, you think evil scientists, you think of yeah. like tweaking. Have a, a the, even more evil in the dark. <laughs> have the dark version of their Ordo Reductor show up. They're Myrmidons. Have these guys who have four Volkite cannons strapped onto their back and they just wade through people. Yeah. The there's that model that came out a little while ago of like a human like stretched up and like a harp was like stuck yeah, in yeah, his yeah. back. So. I like to think like a dark mechanicum would do that, but just mechanically, like yep. they have like a human out of, and they've created a weapon out of his body or something. Yep. So like, not only is it mechanical, but it's also gruesome. Yeah. Whereas like the the admec isn't really gruesome. It can it can be in some small aspects, but it's more it's much more clean. Well, it's in the lore more than on yeah. the tabletop in the models. The the vanguard are irradiated by their guns they are dying yeah as they walk in the dune crawler actually devours its uh pilots because of the amount of radiation it but but you don't see the disgusting you don't you don't see it. a giant maw of teeth chomping down yeah and, exactly like, feed me more people so. and, and so to see like some of that that gross unholy yeah. combination of flesh yeah. and machines yeah. in a much like more disgusting way yeah. So that's kind of what I'd like to see. But. So to bring things back full circle, would you rather <laughs> be a tech priest in the Dark Mechanicum or a tech priest in the Adeptus Mechanicus? Uh, if tech priest is in Warpsmith, tech priest as in tech priest, a Dominus, a oh, more senior oh, I see, not a tech marine, uh, like a human. Yeah. On one hand, you have that flexibility to experiment more. You don't have dogmatic ideals or restrictions holding you back. On the other, you have a lot more uh, safety. Yeah, there's a there's a level of caution that those dogmas bring. Yeah. Where when you serve the Dark Mechanicum, the safety is stripped away at the yeah. same time that is the ceiling. They, they don't have a Wemis uh, warning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't That's have a like don't touch electrocution <laughs> sign anywhere. In fact, all the chemicals are on the table, and you're um, encouraged to, to mix <laughs> however you <laughs> see fit. I'm right. gonna go dark. Mm, Colin. I do like my my order. Yeah, uh, I do like the Mechanicus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would side with you on that. So there's two of us to one. We take Mars back. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, we Jordan, mm-hmm. are you going to the Dark Mechanicum or are you sticking to the lie <laughs> that is the Adeptus Mechanicus? Definitely the Dark Mechanicum. That's a tie. So listeners have to write in <laughs> and tell us, uh, comment on the uh, the Facebook page. Uh, would you go dark? Or uh, would well, you... once you go dark, you can never go back, well, right? Uh, so. Arguably so. It's hard to get all the extra mouths exactly, off Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah. But if you went to a... No, never mind, actually. Okay. <laughs> That's I got fun. I like that. That, uh, that uh, breakdown. That was great. Yeah. That was good. I got one, one more tiny detail. Okay. Are you ready? Um, Are you nervous? Nope. Mm. You're super nervous. Not really. Um, I'm pretty relaxed right now. He looks quite comfortable. I'm not very puckered, as they say. <laughs> Let's talk just for the briefest of moments yeah. about heretics. H-E-R-E-T-E-K. Okay. Heretics. They are often mistaken as dark mechanicus, but they're not. They are loyalists to the They mechanicum. can be. They can be loyalists? They can be dark oh yes they can be but normally they are not normally they they are closer to the mechanicum than they are to the dark mechanicus they're closer to the adeptus mechanicus yes than they are to the dark mechanicum yeah uh yeah it it the distinction gets weird it gets a little weird when you go look at the if you go read the wikia page um about the dark mechanicum that will 
confuse you a lot because yeah. it is probably and, a full half of that page is devoted to heretic. Yeah. And it, to but me, that's Wikimedia very incorrect. Is, yeah, notoriously wrong. Yeah. So I just want to say that. So if somebody does go read the Wikipedia and they're like, oh, why didn't they mention heretics? Yeah, that because so they talk about a lot. And But they also ascribe the word heretic to way more things than it should be. Like yeah. a Dark Mechanicum leader, yeah. they say it's a heretic, but yeah. that's not necessarily true. Yeah. All heretics are not Dark Mechanicum, but Dark Mechanicums are all heretics. Right. It, yeah. I actually think that a better example would be don't read wikis read the actual source material the, the well of course yeah but, but yeah. The, between the 40k books and the um the fantasy flight game rpg yeah. the, there's a, a series of books in other uh, dark heresy called the lathe worlds or lath worlds which are all about heretics who still work for the mechanicus yeah. yeah that is a great thing if you can find those books there they should be cheap now the game's been discontinued um yeah people are kind of offloading them Great stuff in there about how you can still be a a, a loyalist, but a bit of a renegade. Belisarius yes, Hall kind of is the biggest distinction. It. Is that yeah. it's more of a renegade, yeah. less of a chaos Evil. worshiper. Yeah. yeah. Um. They even have I think they're called Negavolt Custis or Megavolt. Those are the dark. Yeah. Not necessarily oh. though. Like you can be a, a Megavolt cultist on an admech world and like you exist and you live you're not part of the dark mechanicum you've just abandoned maybe some tenets of the cult mechanicus and you're still there but and you're not serving a chaos god even i'll need to double check point. that because the the difference between the corpus gari and the fulgurates uh, priest sects are mm. who are you getting energy and you're storing it or should the the energy of the omnissiah be freely disseminated throughout the universe on the tabletop that's do i shoot you with lightning or do i beat you with lightning <laughs> yeah yeah <You> know? <laughs> But yeah, the that's all I want. The to heretics say. is something that would could confuse a lot of people yeah. if they're trying to do their own research because you'll get yeah. two very different views on them from Lexicanum yeah. to Wikia. Yeah, um, it's that's also, all. It's also easy to ostracize a Mechanicus member and call them a Dark Mechanicum if uh, Dark Mechanicum if they do something outside of the highly structured like call like Belisarius call. <laughs> like, and I think you know that's where he's a lot a of people are having heretic. problems with the the way that new lore has developed is like, but he's not following this regressive backwards. He's too free thinking. I'm like, let's be fair. He's been working on one product for <laughs> 10,000 10, years. years. <laughs> that's not innovative. He is locked in the past. <laughs> and the other problem with that is that he's been he's been doing the same thing. He didn't stop because no one told him to stop. That is the definition of the the cult mechanics is yeah. you will do the one thing you will be locked in and you won't change until someone tells you to and and if he had good point if he had done this and he had the primarchs had all been there like for the past ten thousand years when he finally presented this to reboot he would not have been a heretic it would have been a completely different exactly it would have been completely acceptable because it's all under the purview of what's acceptable within the imperium so anywho that's a that's a that's a rabbit hole to go down another time (laughs) that is a time another episode like I'm one word away from going off fucking Primaris rant. Let's not. Somebody just needs to say uh, Primaris. Knights, knights, oh, okay. knights. Oh, we brought him back from yes. the depths from of despair. <laughs> yeah. It's been great. Anyways, thanks for joining us, Colin. No problem. Good, Always a pleasure. Look forward to uh, to more chat about tech priests and yes. dark and good and all that stuff. So Yeah, uh, the next like uh, mechanically themed episode. Eric freaks out, but like we already wrote this down. We did, yeah. Flappy, Things flappy can gums. change. Oh, sure, but what is somebody going to do? Don't make promises. It's not promises. You. Yeah. It's just words, you man. You do it. All of this is just words. The next one's going to be on Skatari. So, Woo-woo. Yeah, they're, they're very exciting, and they're relatively new in the lore. Well, not really in the lore, but 
on the tabletop for sure. Yeah, and yeah it's, it's interesting. Right. So we'll oh. get you on for that for sure. Fantastic. Hopefully some other ones as well. Oh, they'll be great. Yeah, are you a yeah. one-trick pony con, or you want to be on some other stuff too? Yeah, I'm like, on other stuff. I know, I'm just kidding. Well, You're a stuff watch guy. <laughs> I've I'm been just told. kidding. <laughs> They're just words. Fuck you, Eric. They're, They're just, just words. words. I uh, sorry, I just overclocked Mark again. That was, <laughs> let me just change his aggression inhibitors here. Turn it back. Um, yeah, no, it'd be great to, to do more stuff. And also for anyone listening who wants to get more lore hammer, um, do check us out on Facebook, um, uh, Instagram. I know you guys had a huge milestone at the beginning of uh, this year. Yes. For anyone who doesn't follow our social media. Can you just mention what happened? Well, yeah, we... Well, I finally learned to read. <laughs> that was a pretty big milestone for us, <laughs> that was I good. guess. Yeah. No, we hit uh, 100,000 downloads. Wow. Which... I remember when we first started, I'm like, uh, well, we we got like 100 downloads. Like, oh, I'm going to text the boys. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like, this, it's something that probably never thought it was ever going to happen. No, like... When we were originally talking about our expectations, I'm like, yeah, if we had like a hundred people listening, like I think that would be worth it to me. <laughs> when we're well over a hundred at this point, yeah. yeah. No, it, it's been Thousands. it's been kind of uh, surprising to see the people like my flappy flappy mouth. Oh my god, they don't know you in real life. <laughs> Very active. But, if you're you're sending a message on Facebook, Mark is just waiting for his phone to to buzz to uh, to chat. Uh, but not to full, not to just bang on Mark this whole time. But I do bang on him. What Sorry. are we talking about? But um, <laughs> after after we released the Tau RPG, um, we have had I think three people uh, message Mark and ask him is that really the way eric is oh, like fuck. is he that much of an asshole like all the time and and the answer is yes i am not a nice person you, by you any means you have to force yourself to be nice but thankfully you're self-aware <laughs> but yeah it was, it was, every now and again if you're crumpy it's not a good crumpy. time crumpy? crumpy crumpy sure why not a cunt and crumpy grumpy like why not uh, <laughs> I am like I don't know how to say this like oh, but, but I love it we it, love it we it was love it was fun to see those messages pop up because I know they're going to him <laughs> right like because he's the one who's talking with most people but it's just funny to see like man Eric like <laughs> this can't be fun it's not a lot of great response to the to the tower RPG you see oh, yeah. it on Facebook you see it on the Instagram as well um, and lots of messages a too. Lot, yeah a lot like a lot of picked up in the last little bit so I hope to see you guys more often here and and more great things and everyone if you're listening do check them out on yeah. social media. Uh, let's it's, give one more little quick thing. Uh, support our Patreon. We're trying to buy a computer. Please send us some money. Every buck counts. I guess, yeah. Here's our little plug. No, seriously. Like, send us some money because I don't want to have to pay out of pocket for a computer. We're on a deadline to buy a computer. Yeah, because um, Jordan's leaving Because our, our Jordan has grown up. Send him on up. Send him out into the wild. Yeah, well, it's yeah, time for him down. to leave the nest. <laughs> yeah. Flap his wings. <laughs> Flappy flap my wings. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like honestly, like we're, we're good. It, the podcast isn't going to start. We can buy a computer. It's just we don't want to have to pay out of pocket and then have Lorehammer eventually pay us back. Yeah, and, you know. Jordan has been instrumental in yeah. this entire. Honestly, we tried to make it work because oh. Mark's like, I have a laptop. We can do this. I, it, I have it, a laptop and a mouse. It cannot. Like it was. It was we, our last episode <laughs> we tried to record took us three times to try and make it work. It was. It was an eye-opener, is what it was. Yeah, no, we appreciate everything Jordan does, and he's still going to be doing our editing, and hopefully when you come back to Canada, you'll be hopping back on with us. 
So you sure. Fucking better be a dumb little bitch. <laughs> Do you know uh He's the one that will reel us into see right now we're all rambling, but yes. Jordan will eventually like just hit end. <laughs> yeah, he'll just stop recording a bit, guys. I stopped recording like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> We've got you for another episode or two or a few. Maybe yeah. one more. Maybe, okay. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We got to we got to do something. We got to do something. Don't know what it no, is. No, no, don't be nice. Don't <laughs> no, flappy no. flap your gums at him. Yeah, he yeah. Promises you exactly. Can't well, I just don't have to be on the next episode. You guys have to carry through with it. Damn it. He's got us. <laughs> Bring me Timbits. <laughs> those are the words. Low barrier to entry. Let's take <laughs> Yeah, it. no kidding. That's what it's required? Done. Uh, anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Thanks Hope you enjoyed. Send me your money. <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.